Today's episode is brought to you by Small Biz Social Society. The Small Biz Social Society is a monthly membership that I created for ambitious entrepreneurs that want to amp up the social media and online marketing for their businesses. The membership includes a monthly live training with yours truly, a monthly guest expert appearance by online marketing and business professionals from across the globe, member spotlights, digital content, online courses, and a super supportive private Facebook community. You get all of this for $28 per month. That is a hell of a deal if I do say so myself. (laughs) If you're ready to increase social media visibility, engagement, and community, learn how to build and maintain a solid personal brand online, and get ongoing support from the best in the business, as well as a badass community of entrepreneurs, this is the membership for you. No commitment required. Head to smallbizsocialsociety.com to enroll today. And for a limited time, use code SBSSPODCAST to get $10 off your first month. That's smallbizsocialsociety.com and use code SBSSPODCAST to get $10 off your first month. I can't wait to see you in the social society. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike dancing in my Instagram stories, or cuddled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 44. I'm so excited that you're here. Today is a very special day, everybody, because today I have my very first ever guest co-host. Yes, not just a guest, not just a little interview, but an actual guest for the whole show. My friend Kristen Burney is here. Welcome, Kristen. Brittany, I'm like, so I feel so flattered. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. (laughs) Well, of course you were in my top pick for, for doing this. Um, I just, like I told you before, I just wanted to, I just wanted to kind of change it up a little and have, have more fun with it. That way I can have you and other friends on that are, you know, we can just have a conversation the whole time and do the whole show together instead of just a small Part of it. So I appreciate you agreeing to do this, especially because um, things are a little busy. So let's just go ahead and dive right in, everybody. Um, we, Chris and I are both moms of two, and um, she's in Georgia. I'm in Texas, but she's like already started the school year. I still have a few days left, and she is, get this, you guys, homeschooling, as a lot of you guys are. So How's that going? How are you? (laughs) (laughs) It's going, Brittany. I know it's funny because we're like one of the first um, school districts to go back really in the country. So I think that like a lot of the United States was kind of like, let's see what's going to happen with these people first, because like the the county (laughs) next to us, they actually go back in July. They go back like July 30th. Um, So it's been interesting, but my son is still actually enrolled. He's in pre-K. So I do have him um, still enrolled, but I'm homeschooling my, my third grader. 
Um, but he's, you know, it's pre-K, so it's not really that crazy, but it is digital. It's all digital, which is interesting in itself. I'll say that. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So you've got like a mixture. That's kind of cool though. Like you're going to get a witness kind of both worlds of what, you know, people are going through, but you've never done, I mean, obviously in the spring, we all went through a weird spring where the kids were home and all that, but, but you've never done official homeschooling before, right? No, no, not at all. We had thought about it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I woke up one day and was like, I'm just going to try this. It's definitely been a conversation that my husband and I have had throughout the years, um, just to sort of like try it out and see. Um, but I never really felt like, I don't know. I felt like I kind of looked at it in this scenario as it's almost like a free trial, right? Like they're going to be here home anyway, because we knew that ahead of time that it was going to be digital learning. So I was like, okay, well, if we're going to try it, now's the time to try it. And we only had to commit um, to a semester. So that's the way that I kind of looked at it. I'm like, okay, because I actually had to go and like withdraw Sadie from school, which was really, really sad because I love her school. I volunteered there since she was in kindergarten. So they were all yes, really sad I saw your well. Instagram stories when you were like the day you were going. And I was like on the edge of my seat watching going, oh my God. Is it gonna I know. Be okay? It I was, know, it's bad, it but I mean, hey, you know, it is what it yeah. is. You're right. Like, it's a, if you're going to try it, why not now? Good yeah, time. yeah. And, you know, it's great, too, because I, I do sort of get a feel of both of them um, as far as, like, digital learning and homeschooling because what I love about homeschooling is it's really on our own terms. Like, yes, I have to do, like, the planning, and I have to sort of, like, get the curriculum together for the week. Um, which really takes like 30 minutes a week. So that's like nothing. I do it on Sundays and I sort of like, I, I kind of enjoy it, like secretly enjoy it. I'm like, okay, I get to put my little creative pants on. And, and um, so I try to make it fun for her, but we can start anytime we want throughout the day. Whereas Philip, we have to, because he is digital learning, like we have to be on the computer by 845. And then they do have it spaced out very well, considering the fact that he's four. And, you know, imagine like a group of four-year-olds sitting on the computer, like <laughs> he barely even FaceTimes my mom in Florida. So it's like, I was like, let's see how this goes. But um, it is nice to have that flexibility for sure. Whereas I do feel like we're a little bit more of a slave to the clock um, with my son. We're kind of like, okay, you know, two more minutes, like that sort of thing. Right, right. Yeah, that's got to be a cool feeling, the the flexibility of actual homeschool. Like that's that's kind of one of the things I've always um, kind of envied, I guess, for friends of mine that have done it. That is definitely a cool side of it. I mean, you're in charge. You structure it how you want. You schedule your day how you want. I feel like that's awesome. But you know what? That made me think of something. Oh, wait, wait. Hang on. Well, okay. I have a couple of things to ask you. Something about planning your stuff out on Sunday. But before that, I meant to mention this whenever I welcomed you at the beginning. So sorry. What I was talking about before we started recording was when you were first on the show, you were on episode 11, which yes. you and I both know these numbers, these angel numbers, they are special and amazing. And 11 actually happens to be one of my two favorite numbers in existence. So that was exciting. But this episode is 44 and it wasn't going to be because I actually added a little mini episode on, on a Thursday, which is not normal. So it, this was going to be 43, but it's 44. I feel oh like, Oh my gosh, you this see is, that? I mean, 
<laughs> I get so excited up. about these. I know. Things. I was going to say, I think I just got the chills. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's how we know. This is good. Um, when you said 44, I was like, oh, snap. There we go. That's 11 and 44. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Now maybe we needed 55 because we can add them up. No, that, is that 50? No, yeah, that is. Okay. <laughs> I can't yeah. do math. Um, <laughs> Okay, but no, okay, back to the, the topic. This actually kind of loops in with, with something that you're, you know, you're really into um, whenever you're helping other business owners and stuff is like, I know you talk a lot about managing time, right? <laughs> yes. If, you know, because a lot of the, the people that you help in your business are other moms that are business owners and, and all that jazz. So you were talking about doing that stuff on, win, on, on Wednesday, on Sundays. Um, can you kind of talk about that? Like kind of what you tried to do on Sunday with school, but also like if you had, I would love to hear you talk about it in a business sense, you know, helping to manage your time better. Oh yeah, absolutely. Time management, I think is like a forever struggle for everyone. And the thing about it is it's so, it can change so much that like, you know, no one's day is the same every single day. So I think a lot of people get freaked out when it comes to like, I, I time block. That's how I teach my clients. That's how I teach people to be like the most productive is sort of by like batching your time and blocking out certain areas of your day just for a specific task. I call it the anti-multitasking because it's like really exactly that. Um, And a lot of people I think get freaked out by it in the sense that like, you know, they don't like to have every minute of every day planned out. But I, I also don't think that people realize that you can be as flexible with it as you want. Um, it's really just a matter of taking one thing at a time and like focusing on that one specific task and not stopping until either it's done Or you say like, okay, I'm going to give myself one hour to write, you know, three emails or however that looks for you. And then once that hour is up, if you only got two emails done, like, cool, no big deal. I just know that I sat down and like really jammed out some badass emails in an hour. And it was, you know, so that's really the way that I structure my week and the way I teach my clients to do it. Um, But Sunday is always our day of like, I, I totally unplug on Sundays. Occasionally I'll pick up my phone and just like mindlessly scroll, but I definitely don't um, do any like business oriented tasks, typically Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so those, you know, nothing really comes up as a surprise for me to be like, oh, I forgot to do this because I really do have like, you know, I have my days where I take my clients, the days where I schedule podcast interviews, this sort of thing. Um, and then days where it's like a non-negotiable for me. And Sunday is definitely a non-negotiable. Um, so I take that day to sort of plan out my week. I sort of give everything a glance over. And um, now we add homeschool prep to that day. <laughs> no, no problem. Just, yeah, you know, just throw it in a time block. <laughs> just throw it in there. Um, okay. Well, that's good to hear that. Probably a lot of people listening too, because I mean, like you said, everybody struggles with that, at least at sometime or another. And so mm-hmm. many of of my listeners, just like your audience are business owners that are also parents. And now it's crazy because like, it's so fun. It's kind of like how, okay, I compare 2020 and all this craziness to like the way you would say before you had kids, like, I'm so busy. <laughs> and now if you hear someone that doesn't have any, you're like, really? Or like, you know, think how busy was I? Because now I'm re- actually busy. You know, it's kind of the same thing with 2020, like, like talking about, you know, before you were already talking to, to your clients about time management and juggling things and focusing on, you know, on your tasks and all that. And now it's like, 
you know, cause we would say we're juggling parenthood, but now you're like literally juggling, like the kids are actually with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, before I all this, at least you had the, the little bit of time while they were at the school. Um, exactly. But it's I know. crazy that that's like a, such a reality right now. Right. I mean, I know so many people, some people are able to take it lightly and joke around about it. And, and I'm able to do that. And I'm so thankful for that, but I know it's really hard for a lot of pe- a lot of parents, like yeah. really hard. I know. I just am so like, I really sit back sometimes and think like, I'm just so grateful that I'm in the position where I have built this business to where I have like the ultimate flexibility. So like, it's like, really, there's nothing that can be thrown at me that I'm going to be like, you know, it's going to put me out. Whereas, you know, there's so many women that work full time that are now put in this position where they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have a good friend of mine who is an essential worker. She's a single mom and owns an insanely busy Etsy shop. And, um, you know, during the beginning of uh, quarantine, Etsy was just going insane. Everyone was home shopping. So like you're everyone, almost, almost everyone that I spoke to literally like doubled their sales in those few months because of how people were just online shopping. So she was just like, I honestly, God have no idea what I'm going to do. And I just like listened to her and listened to her. And I, you know, there's some, some days where you really just, there's nothing you can say. I feel like just people sometimes just really feel like they just have to vent and get it out. Right. And I felt so badly for her because I'm like, gosh, there are really so many people that are in this position. And it's like, you know, you, you figure it out and we all do, you know, we're all strong women and, and mothers, but it is, it's a scary time. And it's, it's very, um, I think that right now at this stage, um, there's a lot of people that are sort of, it's like the unknown, right? Like they don't know if their kids are going back yet. They don't know what the schedule is going to look like. So it's sort of in that like teeter totter of, I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. Um, whereas, you know, we do have that advantage being where we're at in the sense that we were one of the first to go back in the country. So now I know, like, there's no surprises for me. I know exactly what's going to be happening at least until December, but like, I can handle that. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, it's, it's a scary time for everybody. It really is. Right. Yeah, it really is. I mean, some of the stories I hear about and read are, are like super heavy and then, and it just makes you just want to like try to hug them through the computer. And then some of them are, are not so much. I mean, that's good. Like I said, any of us that are able to, like you said, even just have a little bit more options maybe than the next person, but also just keep that positive mindset most of the time, not every day, but like for the most part, you can kind of keep trucking along and kind of uh, stay pretty positive. That's good. I, you know, you brought up something interesting. I was going to mention that, you know, I don't think I've ever talked about this ever with any audience or anything, but you said something about how you've already been building your business before all this stuff happened, obviously. Um, which hang on, by the way, could you tell everybody like a description of what exactly that you do? (laughs) (laughs) This would have been good at the beginning too. (laughs) Gladly. (laughs) I am a business coach for creative entrepreneurs. So I help them put systems into place so that they can scale their business and get out of like the side hustle mentality and actually turn it into like a full-time big girl income. 
Okay. Per- perfect. Beautifully yeah, said. There okay. you go. <laughs> so you guys, I'm sorry. I should have probably mentioned that before, but what I was going to say, you know, you were saying, okay, well, you know, you've already been building your business before this and, um, and same, same with me as well. And probably a lot of people, but it proves it, it brings up a good point. Something that I always think about is that anytime any of you guys out there, if you're beginning or whatever stage you're in, really, if you find yourself in a situation where you can like be extra productive, you have, you know, like you, like I notice, like if I have a day where I'm feeling really, cause a lot of the things I do are creative. So I have to, you know, sometimes your, if your mood isn't right, <laughs> it's, it's, you're kind of shot. But if I find an, on a day that I'm feeling I'm feeling good energy. I'm feeling not stressed. I'm doing, I'm like, this is the day to get shit done. And I just start trying to capitalize on that. Of course, if I can, and just in general, like I said, like maybe you don't have kids quite yet, but you know, you will, and it'll get busier. So why not use your time to build something now? Like, you know, basically 2020 has proven that like, you just never know (laughs) how your hard work is going to pay off. It may not be the way you thought. And so everybody that's been building before all this is like, oh, thank God I've, I did so much hard work, you know, leading up to this. And now you're able to kind of maybe run your business more smoothly or something. That's just just something I always think about is like, Hey, when you're having good moments, good moments in time, just a good day, whatever, and you're feeling it in your business and you want to get creative and start flowing, you should like take it. Yeah. (laughs) I fully, I, yeah, no, I fully, fully agree with you. It's like, it's, it's sort of like you have to capitalize on days where you feel like that, because if you don't, then it ends up um, biting you in the butt later. Because right. I said butt. I usually say ass. I forget we can curse on here. Yes. <laughs> you can speak freely on the social media. I'm trying to be correct, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, really though, it, it, it does boil down. And it boils down to a lot of things. Um, you know, energy levels are like, you know, they're hardcore. And if it's like, if you're down, then feel the downs. like just go with it. And then you'll start to feel better and then go with that as well. I, it's so much easier to sort of like go with the flow of your natural energy and like the way that you're feeling in that moment than it is to sort of like, you know, force it an opposite way. So yes. like if you're feeling really low and shitty that day, like then feel low and shitty, like eat a kind of, you know, eat some Ben and Jerry's and just like, but you have to, the most important thing about that is to sort of just make sure you're not staying in that mode. You know, that's right. the hardest part. Right. That is yeah. the hardest part. Do you feel like now this might be a cheesy question, but now that you bring that up, I love that you brought that up because you do talk about that a lot <clears throat> about being just honest with your feelings and you don't have to like put on a show and, and put on a pretty face all the time and all that stuff. Um, do you feel like when, when it comes to not staying low, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe you can just say how you handle it in your life, but, um, being business owners, being parents, being in a freaking pandemic, which is still so weird to say out loud. Do you feel like there's like a time limit for you? Maybe like, do you feel like, okay, I'm going on three days of feeling like shit. Like I need to get my shit together. Or do you feel, or do you have a different type of boundary? Like, how do you help yourself do that? Yeah, that's a really good question, Brittany. Um, I feel like I would say for me personally, I think it, I think it varies, you know, it depends on who you are and the type of person that that you are. It also varies obviously on like mental issues too, you know, like some people struggle with depression. Some people really struggle with like crippling anxiety and, and all of those things. I think, um, I think that for me personally, I know that if I've been in sort of like a creative rut, like, let's just use that as an example. Like, I'm like, I just cannot come up with anything like to say, and I just sort of take a step back. 
Um, I usually give myself a week. And then if I, I feel like after that week, if I'm still feeling weird, like something needs to um, change. Yeah. It's, and that could be maybe I'm lacking in self-care. It could be, um, you know, a, a whole bunch of different things for me right. personally. Right. Um, but I think that, um, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely tricky because I think that you really need to know yourself, know who you are as a person. And then also, um, you know, think of your past behaviors. Like what is it that brings you joy? What is it that sparks creativity? What is it that you know, brings into your life, um, something that you're lacking, something that just to start to get that ball rolling. Like even for me, sometimes it's like, you know, I just need to be out with, with a girlfriend. Like, I'm like, Hey, I'll call my friend and be like, Hey, can we go get drinks? Because it's been way too long. And like, I just need to get out and feel like, you know, a, a person like an adult that's, <laughs> you know, so even just doing that, like going to dinner with a friend is like, you know, can switch something in you. Right. You know what I was just thinking? It's almost like, it's almost like, okay, so many of us are parents. So many of you guys out there are parents. So it's almost like we should sometimes treat ourselves whenever we're needing something like we did our babies and toddlers check, like, what are the basics? Let's go over this. Are they wet? Are they dirty? Are they hungry? Are they tired? I mean, think about it. And then like have your own grown up version of that, right? Like, Oh my God, I love it. What have I been eating? (laughs) Have I been sleeping well? Do I get get enough water? Did something make me feel mad or sad? Like, you know, I mean, really, and we, we got so good at doing that with our, just like so many things with motherhood. Obviously we get good at helping others and not always (laughs) good at helping ourselves, but man, that would be like, I'm really, I feel like I should note that down. Like I need to like (laughs) (laughs) have your like baby, your adult baby checklist. I think that's a really good idea. (laughs) Well, and it's actually, I mean, in a roundabout way, something that, excuse me, that you talk about a lot. I feel like you like, I don't know if you meant to be this and maybe, maybe you're used to it. Cause I know your background, <clears throat> excuse me, is in, um, be, is being a hairstylist, right? You're having your mm-hmm. hair salon a while back, but you're, you're like part therapist, right? And I feel like as a business coach, that's probably kind of natural, but do you feel like that's like, whenever you're talking with your clients, do you feel like that's a thing that you're kind of, oh, hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. I've always said that. I said, I used to say like when I was a hairdresser, like it, it was, I was a therapist, but I just didn't get paid that like therapist money (laughs) because I would hear the craziest stories and no, it absolutely is. And that's why, um, I think, you know, business is when you're an entrepreneur, it's, it's 90% a mental game. So it's like, if you're constantly in stuck in this mode of like, I can't, I won't, you know, that sort of mindset, it's only going to get you, you're only going to get so far. Like it's not going to take you places. And I think that sometimes people don't realize I have literally had clients because we communicate, um, um, on an after it's called boxer where we just kind of like voice memo back and forth with my clients. And I have literally had clients like voice memoing me on boxer hearing themselves. And then like, (laughs) like something switches they are like, Oh shit all right, never mind. Don't even answer. Like I already know. <laughs> and I'm like, isn't that so funny where it's like, you don't realize, you know, when it's in your mind and it's in that loop, when you actually say the words out loud, you're sort of like, Oh yeah, I get it now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's probably part of <clears throat> the cool thing. Like I would imagine whenever you are like getting to the end of working with somebody like for you, especially, cause I just think you're so good at it. Like they're probably 
thinking like, wow, just talking these things out and, and hearing myself say things and talk to you is what, is what really probably helps them a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really just a matter of like figuring out, um, you know, the tools that sort of work well for you, because like I said, it's, it really is such an individual thing, like, you know, being stuck in, in certain ways and, um, you know, just changing thought patterns can like really, really completely change your entire life. Like, honestly, I'm not even saying that to be like dramatic, but it really right. could. Yeah. No it's, no, it's totally true. And it's, it's hard if you don't have that mentality at first to, to shift, you know, those yeah. kinds of things. It's obviously extremely difficult. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't ever. And so then they just live their, their whole life like, like that. But man, when you can, it's kind of like a lot of things. It's like quitting smoking or maybe if somebody had to lose a massive amount of weight for their health or whatever, like, but you get over that initial difficult hump of whatever you're trying to do. So like for your business or whatever. Um, and then on the other side, you're like, oh, Wow. Yeah. This is so neat. I know it, it is. It's so cool. And I love like seeing those light bulb moments in people, which, you know, I'm saying this out loud now. <sighs> That's funny <laughs> that I just said that. I totally did not even mean to do that. But as I was saying this out loud, I, was, I just realized I was saying this to my husband the other day because he was asking me, like, how do you feel about homeschooling? You know, like the kids love it. Like Sadie loves it. And I said, seeing those light bulbs go off in her mind that she's like, oh my gosh, I get it now. I'm like, it it almost like brings tears to my eyes because I'm like, I taught her something, (laughs) you know, because as moms, it's like you you get so used to just being like in the mom role so that it's like, it's interesting and a different perspective to be like their teacher as well. So now when I see something she's struggling with and then it switches in her head. So as I was saying that, I'm just thinking, hmm, I guess that is something that I like to do in other people is sort of like see that aha moment of them. And then sometimes that all, that's all it takes is that one, like literal, like one second moment for them to be like, oh crap, like you're right. And I get it. And then it's like, from that point on, you know, they, they switch something in their life for the positive. So it's like, how cool is that, that I get to help people do that? Yeah, it really is. It is really, honestly, yeah, it really is really cool. And then it's just extra special when it's your child and not um, somebody else. That's really cool. So, okay. So I just wanted to shift a little because I wanted to make sure I asked you just, just because of everything going on this year, um, I know a lot of people are wondering and, and wanting to relate about like what's been going on. So if you don't mind sharing, like just during this whole pandemic, uh, this year, how's it been going for you guys in general? Like, are there, were there certain things that were extra hard and certain things that went better than you expected or, or, you know what I mean? Like just your, your family in general, how's it, how's y'all been doing? Yeah, we've been doing great. I mean, we really can't complain. Um, my husband normally works, he works in the movie industry. So he normally works like 60 to 80 hours a week. And, right. Cause um, I was like, does he work? On the Real Housewives of Atlanta, I just need to know. You're like, you're like, no, Brittany. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish I'd be like, you've got to get Portia's autograph for me, okay? Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> um, no, he actually works on the set of Stranger Things, um, which is even it's cool, yeah. Um, but you know, they were one of the first industries to to shut down because it's it's such a there's so many people that work in the movie industry and it's a huge thing in Atlanta here. So, um, so anyway, we were so used to him working like all the time that it, you know, it always becomes like a, 
complaint as a family, right? If a, if a husband's father is working all the time. So, and right. then it was like, well, guess what kids, daddy's going to be home for the next six months. Now we're kind of like, so when are you going back to work again? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I love my husband to death, but it's a different situation. Us, you know, being home in the house with the kids and it's like, you know, it's a lot. So that has definitely been an adjustment. Um, but I mean, honestly, overall, like we're healthy. Um, we live next door to my in-laws, so it doesn't even really feel That's like we have to right. quarantine. Yeah. Okay. So at least we get that like social interaction and I can sort of like send the kids over there and yeah. Um, so well, it's been good. good. I yeah. totally didn't think about that in this whole situation. That's nice. I, I know somebody else that lives next door to their in-laws. That's, it's a good time. If, I mean, if there's oh, going to be a good time to live next door. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is. It's the best thing ever. It really is. I, I, you know, it's the best thing ever, I guess, if you get along with them, if you get along with your in-laws, <laughs> right. which thankfully I do. Otherwise, right. I wouldn't have agreed to it. I said, it's all about the boundaries. Got to set up those boundaries. <laughs> yes. Some in-law boundaries need to be very large. Boundaries. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. It ha- it, it, that's definitely a thing. Like the whole being home from work thing is a lot of people mm-hmm. did. Um, is weird because Ryan wasn't um, like barely at all. You know, they, he wasn't he, what he wasn't home or he wasn't, wasn't home. Work. Yeah. He wasn't oh. home. So they were considered essential because he works in construction. And so they, they were on a site at, I think like an Exxon plant or something. So it's like a, a, a plant that has to like, it, you know, they have to do their thing to make the oils or the, I don't, whatever, you know, um, <laughs> make the oils, <laughs> the, the oils for the gas. I don't know. oh thank god i work in social media um so so yeah so he so he they were considered to be essential they had to like have their little essential form with them when they drove to work and blah 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 so he just worked the whole time and of course at first i was i was super paranoid because clearly at the beginning of something like this we've never lived through something like this those of us in our age range so it was like what wait Hmm. Uh, so what are you going to do? What if you get sick? Da, 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 all yeah. these things. And they had all these precautions at first. And I mean, they still did, I guess, pretty much this whole time, but, but especially at first, cause it was so new, it was like, they would even prop the doors open in offices. So people didn't have to touch doorknobs. Like they would just be propped open a little all day. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. They took and so they're not, they're not as strict anymore, huh? With all well, of that stuff now. Yeah. It got a little bit better, I think with the doorknob thing, but like they're mm-hmm. still supposed to have face coverings if they're, um, you know, in a, in an enclosed space together, blah, 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 you know, like pretty, pretty much what is standard, I think. Standard. Cases. But yeah. And like he, like they took their, I don't know if they did it all the way up to last week, but they, they were taking their temperature and I'm talking like hundreds of people that would go into this plant every day. There was a, there was a designated person that was just taking temperature of every single person. Wow. So, you know, they did a good job. I think of, I mean, the best they could, you know, in the, yeah. and I think almost everybody on the entire site stayed healthy. So that was good. But yeah, um, that's not, well, that's because they were so diligent. I think, yeah. You know, yeah, he was, great. At work, he was at work the whole time. So it's like, it's funny because I was like, I don't know that, you know, nothing really changed here that much. I mean, the spring was weird because they were still doing school. So I was having to do that by myself in work also. But in mm-hmm. the summer, it was kind of like, yeah. Yeah, same old, same old. yeah. So so it was easy for me to like escape, I guess, sometimes, you know, be at home and, and almost forget what was happening, you yeah. know? 
and I'd be like, oh, it feels so blissful. <laughs> and then it's news and I'm like, oh no, never mind. <laughs> I know. That's, I that's know something exactly. I've done. I don't, have you, like, I don't, I'm not really into the news a whole lot anyway, because I have lots of reasons, a long, probably boring story for everybody. But I, in my twenties, I was, because I was like a young adult trying to learn and try to know who to vote for and how to do all these things and blah, blah, blah. And it, I, then I started to realize with Facebook, people would argue about it a lot and it got to be so stressful. So I backed off. So I don't really watch a lot anyway, but I've found that for my anxiety, I like, it, I'm not trying to sound irresponsible, but I just don't, I just don't look at it much, you know? Oh, I never watch the news. Yeah. Ever. Like, well, I'm like if it's Unless, super important, I'm going to hear about it and I'll read real quick. That's what I always say. The yeah. same thing. And my husband always gets on me. He always gives me shit about it. He's like, how do you not know? I'm like, I don't know. You always tell me. Like, I'll always find out. Like, <laughs> I'm never just going to like not know about the major things, but I just can't like, like my father-in-law will, he'll, he will have the news on all day long. I'm like, how are you doing this? I like, it gives, it makes me stressed out when I walk over there. I'm like, okay, I got to (laughs) go. Right. Yeah, no, no, but I think that's a great point though. And I always, you know, that's the, one of the number one things of someone that, um, I know a friend, a colleague, anybody that I know that's struggling, like they feel stressed out and anxious. I'm like, get off social media and turn off the news. Those are the number one, number two things. Like just take a step back, unplug, <laughs> You're there. It's okay. I have I have my phone on Do Not Disturb. Um, just take it, take a step back and unplug, and then you know you you instantly it's like an instant mood lift. Right, right. Yeah, no, it really is. It really, really is. And it's funny because I obviously um, with what I do, I'm on social media a lot, and not just for myself, for other people and stuff. Although I'm not really scrolling. Uh, I mean, I'm on there for a reason, so that's helpful for me because then I'm not seeing as much stuff as, you know, like negative stuff as other people do. Um, cause I'm there for work usually, but I find that I've just gotten good at probably cause I prioritized it and maybe partially cause of my work, but I just gotten good at not just not really worrying so much whenever I see somebody post something that's, um, super like politically one-sided and harsh and mean or, you know, whatever it is or whatever the crap, you know, all this mask arguing and all, just all this stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm able to kind of let it roll off. What do you say? Roll off my back, roll off my shoulders. Yeah. Roll off your back. Um, brush off your shoulders, roll yeah, off so your back. Brush it off. Um, <laughs> really, really pretty easily. I've only had a couple of times this whole time where I was like, oh my God, that made me so angry. Um, I'm a new step away from my phone, but it just doesn't happen to me that often. And I feel like, I feel like when it comes to, um, social media, like if people, you know, people are using it for their business, um, like Mm -hmm. you, like you do. And like I do, if you just go in it with your intentions, like, you know what you're there for, like, you're not there necessarily. If you're really trying to be proactive for your business online, you're not there to freaking just scroll mindlessly and see like all these political posts and get in arguments, you're there for your, for your business, for your family. You're trying to do something good, you know? So yeah. I feel like if people just dive in, get your work done, do your little networking, post your stuff, do your cute stuff da, 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 and move on with your life. <laughs> yep, exactly. It no, seems I like fully... you're really good at that. Were you saying that you really don't do a lot of social media on weekends, right? No, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I don't do social media and I will have, um, you know, I plan, I, 
batch my content. So I, yeah. I always post on Friday, but I never post on Saturday and Sunday. I will like show my face on stories if, if I have something silly going on, but that's usually just like a one, two, three thing. It's not like a, um, you know, it's not like something major, right. but I, I have my, um, yeah, my Friday, Saturdays and Sundays. I'm, I'm off of social media as much as I can. Um, but I have, um, my feed like so perfectly curated for just for me. Like I really don't have anything that would trigger on my social media, me like, you know, tail spinning into this like crazy mental state because I, I mean, I had to do that for myself and that yeah. includes, you know, um, unfollowing old friends that I've, you know, th that are still friends of mine. I just don't really care what they have to post and it, it causes stress in my life. So they're muted or they're unfollowed or however that looks, um, family members, friends, and, um, you know, I don't well, feel it's sorry good that you said either. that you're almost you're, you, by you saying that it's almost like you're giving somebody out there needed like to be given permission or like, you know, encouragement to, to do that. Right. Because yeah. Can you imagine that probably how many people out there are, are still following, uh, you know, aunt so-and-so who's actually a big asshole, but you're obligated because his mom's sister or whatever. And, and, yeah. and there are little, like you said, there's little sneaky ways to do it if you don't want to cause any family drama. But I'm glad that you said that people need that, that encouragement. It's not, it's not weird if you need to do that for yourself. Oh my gosh. No, it's, it's, it's self-care. That's what, you know, and I said, like, my mom is a, is a big, she's, she's guilty of that. Like in the sense that like, you know, she's like, I just deleted Facebook because I, it's too much. It's too stressful. I'm like, well, you're doing it wrong. You're doing social media wrong. Like <laughs> that's it. If you're seeing things that are triggering you into like feeling crappy, then you're, you're doing it all wrong because it doesn't have to be that way. Like there's a right way and a wrong way to, to do social media. And if it gives you stress and anxiety, then you're just not doing it right. Right. Agree. You're totally right. Um, I love that. Well, um, oh crap. I lost my train of thought, but I was just going to say, hmm. <laughs> that happens to me. I guess it wasn't, maybe it wasn't as important as I thought it was. Um, but anyway, whatever. Okay. But before we go, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that you just, I, I just wanted to hear a little bit more if you don't mind before we, before we end the, this episode about like what you're seeing, out there. I just really want to try to help somebody that might need it right now. Um, what you're seeing, like whether it's in the clients that you're working, actually working with right now, or even just in your group, uh, Kristen has a really great Facebook group creative as a mother, which I'm a member of, um, or just your audience or whatever. Like, what are you seeing the str struggle wise? Like, what do you feel like you could offer some words of wisdom right now with school starting and kids are at home and you're freaking running businesses and, what are you seeing? Do you feel like people are struggling with and what might be helpful? <laughs> yeah, well, no. And I think it kind of goes back to the beginning of our conversation. I'm seeing a large trend in overwhelm at this moment, yeah. overwhelm and um, structuring of time and more so in the sense of like, um, I think it's very easy to have a to-do list that's a mile long to where you end up looking at it and you get overwhelmed and end up not doing anything at all. Or you like sit down and you're like, okay, I've got an hour. Now what do I do? <laughs> like, I've got a thousand things. That You'll done. think about it for 20 minutes and then. Yes. 
<laughs> it's so true. And it's so common. And especially now, because like I said, I do feel like there's a lot of um, women and moms more in particular that run businesses or trying to build a business that um, there's a lot of unknown and uncertainty right now. And yeah. they feel like a lot of responsibility is falling on their lap. So um, I actually just, um, I have a group program right now that I'm doing um, for handmade sellers and artists. And we literally just last week had this whole conversation on um, how like, it is okay to feel overwhelmed and shut down and feel like, you know, I just can't handle this and have a pity party for yourself. But it's so important to sort of like recognize that what it is that you're feeling and why it's making you feel that way and start to um, untangle the thoughts and write them down on a piece of paper and really write down what it is that you can control and what it is that you can't control. And the ones that you cannot control, you just have to get rid of because, you know, seeing them actually written down like physically with your eyeballs and your own handwriting, right? you would really be surprised that probably like 70% of your stress and anxiety is something that you really cannot control. So that eliminates. Uh, yes, I've been there. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so then actually seeing written down like, okay, so this I can do, this I can do, this I can't do. And then just sort of breaking it down um, day by day or task by task, however that looks for you, um, really does help productivity wise so that you don't just like freeze in analysis paralysis and like sort of look at your list and then just be like, I can't even do all of this right now. Right. Um, also, I do like um, chunking tasks down into like um, sort of like categories. So if you have like business tasks and then you can write down what those four or five business tasks are and then you have home tasks. So sort of like structuring your priorities that way where you have like these three main priority pillars and then start to break them down um, from there. It does help like the brain um, sort of not feel like it's on this constant loop of like, I can't forget to do this. I can't forget to do this. I can't forget yes. to do that. Which if that's the case, like if you feel like that is the constant state of motion in your, in your mind where you're like, I've got so much to do, I can't forget to do this. If you write it down on a piece of paper, your brain, your subconscious is actually looking at this saying, okay, I will not forget this now because it's here. So you can actually like let go of that. Um, I actually keep a journal right next to my bed because there are nights where, um, and I say journal loosely, it's literally just a notebook where if I wake up, we all have those nights where it's like 2 a.m. and I'm like, uh, and you, a thought pops in your head. Yeah. And I write it down right next to my bed right there because even just my brain, like actually getting it out on a, on a sheet of paper, it's yeah. like, okay, you can go back to sleep now. That's, um, that's so true. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't used to make a uh, list as much as I do now, but you're right. I have a list. This is what has to happen today, Brittany. And it does. It helps my brain not be so like ready to yeah. explode. Yeah. Because you burnt like it's brain calories, you know? So the more that you're, you're thinking in your head that you can't forget to do something and not writing it down, you're, you're burning calories and that in your brain, not good calories, not like belly fat calories, like calories that you don't want to burn, you know, right. <laughs> like calories that you're like, by the end of the day, you're just mentally wiped out and exhausted because you're so tired of thinking. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, so that, that helps with that. That's so true. That's so true. Okay. You guys take note of all of that because therapist Kristen has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you really are like a therapist. Um, 
All right. Well, I guess we should wrap it up. Time's about. This was fun. It was so fun. I just loved just getting to chat. So you guys, y'all were just a fly on the wall. We were just chatting, chatting. Um, But before we go, please um, make sure and tell everybody how they can find you on social or your website, whatever, and what you've got, um, what you got going on. Like if they want to work with you or just reach out to kind of see, what do they do? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Bernie and um, you can join my Facebook community, which Brittany has mentioned. It's called creative as a mother. You can search that and it's an awesome group of women that are all in similar situations, building a business, raising babies or not. We have a lot of non moms there too, or pet moms. And um, that's a great community. And yeah, just find me there and then start a conversation. I'd love to talk to you. I love connecting with, with women on the internet. I do. Yes, you guys, y'all do go follow her now. Like, at, like, <laughs> go ahead, grab your phone. Wait, if you're driving, don't. But if you're not, <laughs> grab your phone, <laughs> go find Kristen Bernie on Instagram and follow her immediately. And you're welcome. Um, okay, that's it. That's it for the show. This was so cool to just have somebody here the whole time. And I'm so Yay. happy it was you. I'm so thankful, you guys. Um, remember to find the show on social media, Social Sunshine Podcast. Just search it on Instagram, on Facebook. Follow along. Subscribe on iTunes. Do all the awesome things. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.